Today, we are serving the tea on manifesting and why healing is important to be successful. We talk about spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity and how they don't help but only hinder your manifesting efforts. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and soulpreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. Belinda, what's in your cup this week? In my literal cup today, my physical cup, I'm trying a new blend of tea called Razzlemint from Black Goat Connection. Uh, it's actually a local tea emporium here where I live, and I I bought it at the recent farmer's market last weekend. Uh, it's a medley, and I love it. It's a medley of mints and citrus with a little bit of cinnamon added. So that was actually the reason why I bought it because I thought it would be perfect for Beltane and it smells divine. Um, Then in my life cup, I've been working on getting more organized and looking at where my priorities are. Um, I'm starting to notice that the older that I get, the more I'm becoming aware of where I'm investing my energy. And so I know that uh, working with you on the podcast that's helped add some of the extra insights as we've gone through each episode. So um, I feel like it's really helped me narrow my focus of where I want to spend time. You know, I think one thing I, (laughs) the same as everyone else is I wish there was still more time in the day, but at least now I, I think I'm more mindful of where I'm placing it and how I'm using it a, a little bit wisely or at least wiser than before. So um, what about you, Christy? Is your side of the country still warmer than mine? Yes, it is. Um, It was like ridiculous. It's 90 degrees already. I'm not ready for that. But at least it's not in the uh, 90% humidity yet. So that's always good. And that razzlement, that sounds amazing. And I love the name of it. It's it's fun to say. So um, in my cup, in my literal cup, I have my lizard cup, and it's just water with some Celsius in it. Nothing special. It's kind of my evening drink until I get to my bedtime tea. And in my life cup, I am going to say I am dealing, at least today, at least in the last hour or two, <laughs> when we were trying to get ready to record this. <laughs> This friggin' Mercury retrograde, man, trying to deal with that. I don't know. In fact, it hadn't really shown up for me yet. 
until just now when it was like everything we were trying to do was just going wrong. <laughs> that's when it occurred to me. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're in Mercury retrograde right now. And there's a lot of other crap going on out in the cosmos, too, that's affecting us um, with this eclipse portal and everything else. So I guess I'm kind of dealing with that. And then just um, really looking at how I want to continue expanding of starlight and moonbeams because there's so much we want to do that I'm just really excited about. So that's pretty much it for me. We need to find a way to magically clone ourselves, I think. That way uh, yes. we can do everything we want. We'll have all the time in the world and everything will be going good. Right? Yes. That huh. and time bending. <laughs> I, I've been like Ooh. wanting to manifest how to truly time bend. And it's kind of funny because it's actually a thing. Maybe it's just magic or maybe it's mindset. I don't know, but... It's almost like you can kind of time bend. I just haven't figured out exactly how it works because sometimes it's like, oh, yes. Like even this morning when I was getting ready for work, for a minute there, I was just like, I'm running so late. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm not. And then I was thinking, oh, I have so much to do before I go to work. How am I going to get it all in? And somehow I did. <laughs> it was just, it was oh, like, I love it that. was, I know I was getting in the car and I was sure I was going to be late. And I looked at the clock and I ended up being early to work, which is very uncommon. Um, but yeah, so there is a thing I just haven't figured out how exactly you do it because I did a lot before work when any other morning in the same amount of time, there's no way I could have gotten half of that done. So yeah, I would really like to know how to do that, <laughs> like intentionally. Oh, my gosh. I've had moments like that, but they don't happen very often. So, yeah, if we could figure out how to do that more often, that would just help us out so much. Yes, it would. Before we get started on all the juicy stuff in this episode, I just wanted to shine the starlight and ask a question. Does anyone have any questions? If you have any questions for us as we go through this uh, energy tutorial or anything that we've discussed so far, please don't hesitate to ask. There are likely many other listeners uh, who have the same one. And so by asking, you're actually helping us spread the light um, and answer some of those questions. So you can DM us anytime on Facebook or on Instagram, or even shoot us an email at hellostarlightteapodcast.com. And this is a new thing that's coming to the Moonbeams magazine is we're starting a new column called Dear Sage. It's kind of our version of Dear Abby, where readers can ask for personal advice regarding magic and the spiritual journey, including spiritual awakening and healing, and about their creative life or any question like that. So we, one of our many experts that we have writing for us, we have experts, healers, guides, and teachers will be able to answer. So you can also email uh, any question that you have to dearsage at moonbeamsmag.com. I'm so excited for that. Um, we actually already have a question. So we'll be getting our uh, first one will be rolling in in our May issue. And that is a good reminder for keeping up with us because we always have something new going on. 
And like I had just said, I have a lot on the list um, that has been in kind of my dream page, um, my vision board for Starlight and Moonbeams. And so we are just ticking through the boxes. And that's why we need clones and airbending skills. (laughs) But there really is something new coming all the time. And one example is we recently announced our Luminary Circle, which I'm not sure if we've mentioned here on the podcast yet, but it's like our version of a founding members club. You can check it out on our website of starlightandmoonbeams.com. But it's like I said, it's like our founder founding members club where you join with a one-time contribution and you have a lifetime of benefits. And one of those is a lifetime subscription to the magazine. You'll get um, maybe some exclusive uh, Starlight Tea episodes that nobody else gets, bonus episodes, or at least get to listen to them first. Um, discounts on the shop, first look at new programs and discounts on those. And we, we have all kinds of things coming up that we're offering that. So go check it out. And hopefully you'll want to join us because this is a once in a lifetime thing. It won't be open forever. So we hope you'll join us and be a part of our luminary circle. Yeah, I'm excited that we've introduced that, right? Yes, I am too. So while you're on the site, you can subscribe to our email list for free goodies. You can also hit the subscribe button below so our new episodes are always queued up for you. And follow us on all the socials. Also, other listeners would love to know what you think about Starlight Tea, so please consider leaving a review. Okay, so this week we're serving the tea on manifesting, spiritual bypassing, and toxic positivity. And if you were paying attention, we had said that after the elements came the will of the year because it's kind of a logical next step in learning about the energies and how to work with them. So Christy, do you want to share why we decided to go with this topic first instead? Of course, we had manifesting on our list of topics to dive into sometime in the near future. And in our opinions and experience, manifesting with ease comes from building a solid foundation of the basics, which is essentially what we've been talking about so far. Everything we've been talking about, energy and duality and the elements and the wheel of the year is important to understand because it's like a high level map for how to work with the energies within and around our world at any given time in the year. And when you walk the wheel of the year, as we like to say, you're making the most of those energies rather than working against them to manifest the life you desire and deserve. But in recent weeks, as it seems to happen on the interwebs, there's been a new round of buzz about manifesting and also more talk about spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity. And there's a reason these topics tend to pop up together because they are so entangled with each other. And if you don't know what those are, don't worry, we are about to really get into them. But Belinda and I were having some really good conversations about this as we were listening to other podcasts and reading the same posts and, you know, just we were both getting bombarded with all of these things on social media and YouTube and just around. Suddenly, it just seemed to kind of rain down about spiritual bypassing, toxic positivity and such. And we realized that a good portion of you might be new to all of this, to magic, to spiritual awakening and healing, to manifesting and everything that goes along with it. And so you might be confused and we get it. So we thought we should sit down for this cup of tea now rather than waiting. Exactly. And so let's start with manifesting. I would say that my first exposure to the word manifesting 
was uh, through the book, The Secret. I think that's where a lot of people have learned about manifesting a law of attraction. I remember a friend telling me how I should read it and how it held the key to success in being able to to get everything that we wanted in life. And as an author, trying to navigate the market while trying to establish relationships with readers, it was a crazy learning curve back then. Oh, it still is. So I was really interested to see what the secret had to offer. And I really loved the ideas presented and that if I was able to understand the teachings, then the world was mine, basically, and that I could manifest the life that I always wanted. The The things that I was listening to, just they resonated that much. The problem was, as, as I went on and as I finished reading The Secret, that it only went so far. And as a result, my idea of manifesting kind of got all twisted up, and it actually became harmful. So I'm glad we're going to talk about it today and hopefully by sharing our own personal experiences, we can help others avoid certain pitfalls when it comes to the law of attraction. And the way I understand manifesting now is so much easier and a lot simpler. But first, you know, we've got to get to that those basics, right, Christy? So do you want to take it from here? Right. Okay. So the secret was also my introduction. I think it was even long before I was writing or at least publishing. I I can't remember when I first read it and then it was long before the movie came out and it was like everybody was so into it. And I think I've mentioned this before that I actually had heard something kind of similar. It just wasn't worded that way with the law of attraction um, with a book called Think and Grow Think and Grow Rich. And it, it's basically the same thing. It's about it was published back in the 30s. And this um Theodore, I I can't remember his name. Oh, the fun of getting older. Um, and I'll just playing Mercury <laughs> retrograde again. <laughs> but Uh, Napoleon Hill. That's who it was. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. So he had interviewed all of these millionaires back in the 1930s. That was a big thing. That's like your equivalent to billionaires now. And what he found what they all had in common was just this mindset. And then The Secret was all about that mindset. And that book became so popular, though, The Secret. not uh, I think Think and Grow Rich may have been popular back in its day. Um, But The Secret, it became so popular that it really opened people up to learn about and understand the law of attraction. And that's fabulous. I know it was my first toe dip in energy and the laws of the universe. Unfortunately, for most of us, that's all we got. It was just a toe dip that didn't bring the results we wanted. And then it almost became mocked. Actually, it was mocked a lot. Like, oh, all you have to do is make a vision board and you're going to create your life. Yeah, right. And so it... Uh, there was a lot of negativity to it as well. And so, you know, eventually we just started realizing a lot of us anyway, not everybody, everybody, some people did it, you know, really well with it. But I think they might have learned the deeper levels of manifesting. And that's why, where the rest of us were just kind of left hanging and like, okay, this didn't do what I wanted it to do. And there's a reason for this that really has to do with the spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity, because manifesting is more than what we were shown through that book and the movie and the following 
things that came with it. Talking about the basics, basically manifesting is using intention to create a reality with our thoughts, choices, and actions. And whether we realize it or not, we're already doing this. We create our own realities. There, Yeah, there's considerable outside influences, of course, you know, because we're all creating this together, this reality that we share. And then, you know, not to mention God or the divine or the universe or whatever you call that higher creative being is weaving each of our individual threads together to create a perfect tapestry. And so there's all these other influences in there, but our individual lives are a result of our thoughts and our choices. Even with those outside influences, we choose how we respond to them. And not even not responding is in itself a choice. So technically, you're manifesting whether you realize it or not. But when we talk about manifestation or manifesting our dreams, we're talking about doing it with intention. This means being conscious of our thoughts, our decisions, and our behaviors so they are in alignment with our intention. And we've been talking about energy all along, right, (laughs) since our second episode. And this is why, because our thoughts and everything we say and do moves energy, each with its own frequency. We send those frequencies out, whether we realize it or not, and we, we receive something back with the same frequency. With energy, like attracts like. We talked about that in episode two for those that missed it. So to manifest what we want, our thoughts, actions, words, emotions, as much as possible need to be in the frequency of what we want. If you want to manifest more joy, love, peace, abundance, then you need to be sending out those frequencies. If you're sitting in misery, shame, guilt, resentment, or anger, that's what you're sending out. So that's what you're going to get back. See, exactly. That's, you know, where I first stumbled with the law of attraction and and where it got all twisted at the beginning of my journey because I misunderstood that mindset. I remember there was a book release and we had decided that we were going to apply the principles of manifesting of law of attraction. And so I had the vision board and imagine myself, you know, bestseller list and all this money coming in and any time, any form of doubt or any negative thought basically came in, I had to quickly squash it and get rid of it because it wasn't conducive to attracting what what we wanted and, and being told, no, no, you've got to do this way. You've got to do it this way. And it, it was kind of a very stressful <laughs> and terrifying book release because so much importance and emphasis was put on keeping that important mind frame, that mindset, I should say. So it felt like we were almost, and I going to speak for myself, it was almost a, a forced push to make something happen. I made it unbelievably complicated. And as a result, when the book was released, it was deemed a failure because it didn't instantly do everything that we were trying to manifest. And because it was instantly deemed a failure, not by me, by someone else, all I felt was incredible shame, intense depression and guilt, because I hadn't believed strongly enough. I couldn't figure out where I'd gone wrong, because I'd basically twisted myself in a knot, obsessing and imagining all this success right? If I do all these things, isn't that what the secret promised? (laughs) I I just, 
promised me this success. Where is it? And all I could wish now is that I could talk to that Belinda um, now as the Belinda I am now, because I've changed that mindset to one of abundance, where of knowing that whatever is meant for me won't pass me by, and that there's more enough, more than enough in the world for everyone to get what they want, and that I'm worthy to receive. So my mindset has shifted. I've, um, I, I've kind of released that tight grip. And how I know that my mindset work, it's so it, it, I sometimes think it's silly. But I, I see manifestation in action in my life. Example of finding the things for my grandson. I'm the grandma that wants the very best of things for, for him, but also realizes to have the very best of everything, I would need a bottomless bank account with all the money that I could possibly get, all the money that I could have. And so what it is, I set the intention, okay, I think that my grandson would love this. I even take a picture of it. I save a picture and I go, yep, that's that's going to be amazing. I can't wait for him to have it. Then I go about my day. Then I go about my week. And I'm always finding what he wants at Goodwill. I'm always finding it at a thrift store. And I laugh. I'm like, honey, look. And he's like, what? And I said, I just saved this to my phone. I wanted it. It was something like 50 bucks. And here it is for five. Oh, my goodness. And It's happened so much over the past two years that, yeah, my the rest of my family has all taken note of it. They're all like, oh, Belinda will find it. She always finds it. And the only thing I could think is different is, yeah, I set the intention. I let that sucker go. There's none of that control tight stuff. And I know now that it's because, remember, that energy is that dance between the masculine and feminine. And we've talked about keeping keeping ourselves centered in, in past episodes. Well, mindset follows that same idea that you keep a healthy balance between the two without focusing too heavily just on one or just on the other. We need to both, uh, we need both of them to experience life and to learn. We need both of them so we can harness the energy of the universe to basically manifest and create our own reality. I just didn't realize that in the past that was the next step that I should have gone looking for after the secret. I thought that I could control the ink, the outcome by obsessing and being rigid. That anytime I felt shred of doubt or negativity slip in, I tightened that grip again and basically lowered my vibrations, attracting more of those lower frequencies, those lower emotions. And then I got caught in the loop. And so for me, manifesting was horrible and it was stress inducing and depression like inducing and I kept just thinking oh here I go again I'm doing something wrong once you guys listen to this uh, we encourage you to go to our Facebook page because we're going to be sharing an image called the map of consciousness there and we'll link it also in our show notes so that you can find it. And that's where you'll find that range of energetic frequencies for different emotions and the corresponding mindsets. It's really helpful. I wish I had it back then because it really is helpful to see what our mindset and our attitude, our thoughts and behaviors are sending out into the universe. So we're conscious of it and can adjust and maintain towards that upper end of the scale. You know, like you said, Christy, if we want to attract good things and we want to attract a a happy, healthy, 
life and create it, then we need to make sure that we're making sure where our mindset needs to be. Yeah, that's so true. And the fact about um, what you said about controlling, when you when you grip something too hard and try to control the outcome, it's sending out a different kind of frequency than what you truly want. So that is definitely a big thing. But yeah, mindset and frequency and vibration, that's a big thing. And that map of consciousness you know, you look at it and I'll just say, you'll, you might be surprised. What I was most surprised with was that shame and guilt are at the very lowest end of that scale, even below fear and anger, which was a huge wake up call for me because, and it will, I think it might be for uh, listeners as well. Once we finish this podcast, because of what we're about to talk about. A lot of people block themselves from manifesting because of shame and guilt and don't even realize it. And so, well, you'll, you'll, I think you'll understand a little bit, but shifting that mindset and maintaining toward the upper end of the scale, as you were saying, the one thing with that is that's where things can get sticky and we can get into spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity. So let's start by defining those terms. Spiritual bypassing is when you use your quote-unquote spirituality to skip doing the real work. It's an avoidance or escapist mechanism, not much different than mindless TV or scrolling social media, only you're using meditation or the yoga mat, or even for some church, to escape or suppress reality. Rather than connecting within to your inner wisdom or to your divine source to face and heal your wounds and change your behavior, you are avoiding your truth and suppressing your feelings and emotions, all in the name of being spiritual or being a a church member. It's also when you dictate how others should believe that your way is the only way and that you're better or more righteous than anyone who doesn't practice as you do. So some familiar phrases of spiritual bypassing that you've probably heard And you might even say, and that's okay, this is not in judgment, this is learning. This is learning to pay attention, to observe how we think, what we say, what we do, so that we can adjust and and grow and evolve ourselves. Okay, so some of these familiar phrases. One, everything happens for a reason, look for the silver lining. Another is Be grateful for what you have or for what didn't happen. It could be so much worse. And one, uh, my not so favorites, all lives matter. And I'm colorblind when it comes to people's skin. And so you might be thinking these phrases are, there's truth in them. And there is. They're not necessarily bad advice or perspectives in and of themselves. They're just far too often used to avoid experiencing the emotions and eliminating the root cause or to deny or reject or turn a blind eye on the real issue at hand. Like that last one. Yes, there's truth. All lives do matter. And, you know, we want to think that we're colorblind, except it's not truth. And it's avoiding what the real problem is. It's bypassing, (laughs) So it's that mythical ostrich sticking its head in the sand to pretend there's no danger if it can't see it. Meanwhile, the cheetah is circling, or in this case, the wounding and the resulting behavior continues, and that's harming yourself and it's harming others. Exactly. I'd like to add, Christy, another familiar phrase to what you just shared, 
And it's one that I feel, I personally feel I've experienced it. Um, and I feel like it's used as a weapon with all the good intentions that the person might have, but it's weaponized. And that's if you just believed in Jesus or God enough. Like if oh, you gosh. just believed yeah. in the creator enough. Um, yeah. And it doesn't even matter what you say after it. It's the, that beginning statement. If yep. you just believed in Jesus or God enough. Um, I I can't even begin to describe the damage that that statement does to people who, honest to goodness, is doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before. I think maybe Christy and I have talked about it. But I spent over 20 years in a very high-demand church doing everything they asked me. Like the definition that you were sharing about your way is the only way and mm-hmm. and that kind of part of spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that resonated. Like I can see it now from the outside. I can see exactly that that's what it was like. Um, but I did everything that they asked, even to the point of almost alienating my family. And then two of those years were spent in a highly, highly structured and controlling environment where halfway through those two years, my life began to unravel. Um, the things, you know, that's a thing when you have trauma and you don't face your past, you don't face those emotions and heal from it. You shove them in the shadows. You do it to hide from it, ignore as if it, it didn't happen. You bottle it all up. Well, that's the thing. Anything that's in the darkness sooner or later comes to light. And as a result, I became severely depressed. I remember having a seizure one morning due to stress. I was one side of uh, the apartment at, at a, in the kitchen. And next thing I remember, everything went dark. I went back and minutes later, I was on the other side of the room convulsing against the door and my companion not knowing what the hell happened. Wow. It was extremely stressful. I've I've never had a seizure like that before, but it was terrifying. And so we went to the doctor to find out what it was. And as a result, I ended up going into therapy whilst on whilst on my mission. And the thing that was, you know, here I am again, trying to do everything that I'm supposed to be doing, instead of saying, okay, this is stressful. This is not for me. I need to go home. No, I continued on in that regimented schedule trying to do everything that I could do whilst doing therapy at the same time Mm -hmm. um, and maintaining that schedule. So months went by and I remember the back and forth, back and forth um, of just, am I good enough? Can I do this? Um, Trying to heal, desperately trying to heal some really serious dark issues. And then um, going in to see my leader and having a meeting and being told, well, you know, Sister Bell, if you would just believe in Jesus more, you wouldn't be feeling like this. And I don't know, like, can you imagine the <sighs> devastation? Like I can, I can smile now. Um, I want to puke when I <laughs> was thinking of what to share. Uh, anger and just this nausea, nor, like nausea just coming over yeah. me, just thinking of sitting there, this vulnerable person looking to a, pl- a person who has authority over her, mm-hmm. telling her that it must be my fault. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not doing this hard enough. So what did I do? 
I took it personally. I took it as if I wasn't enough, that my faith was still too weak, um, that I had to give more and more and more, no matter the cost. And you know what? No amount of pleading, crying, praying, pushing or punishing myself magically fixed it. I remember sitting there going, you know, blinders is true and thinking, you know what? If I open my eyes while I'm on my knees praying, I almost expect to see the Savior standing right there. That's how strong I felt my faith was. And that wasn't enough. I don't know where else to go from there. And so nothing I did could fix it, obviously, because <laughs> I was doing everything that, everything that I could. Oh, I, I felt so defensive for you. me back then. <laughs> right. I'm like wanting to hug myself. And what had to happen, it wasn't this, I, I remember in that same conversation, he's, he's like, Sister Bell, it's like a ladder. Can't you just climb to the top? Swing to the top. You don't have to go to these steps. You need to, you know, you need to be able to stop all these things and just go out and, and do what you're supposed to. And I'm like, it just doesn't work that way. And the only thing that worked was when I, when I got home, years of extensive therapy to mm. heal those shadows, to heal those wounds. And unfortunately, that conversation is something that I've had to actually heal, something that was meant to be uplifting. And I guess his intention was, come on, pull your bootstraps up, Sister Belle. Um, it was something that I had to heal from because it did yeah. a loads of damage. Um, yeah. yeah, and sometimes I still find myself getting caught in that did I do everything that I could? It's not enough. It's not, enough. whoa, slow, slow down. No. Have I done everything I can? Yeah. And so for me, I, I didn't know what that was called. I took that personally, but I realized now looking back on other situations too, that that is, it's spiritual bypassing, whether we do it to ourselves or whether we, uh, others do it to us. Um, it doesn't make us more righteous and it doesn't elevate us. It lowers us, it hinders our growth, and it keeps us stuck. I was stuck for decades mm. after that. Mm. Um, yeah, me too. Right? I'm like, we can all think of situations where someone has said something and we have mistaken it for good intention when no. And so my thing is, please, if any of this sounds familiar to you or you've been hurt by this, just know right here, right now that you are loved and you are more than enough. You know, hold up a yes. mirror and ask yourself, is this truth? Is this something that I need to heal from? Or does this belong, belief belong to someone else and I can just let it go? Because I'm telling you, it's, it's not going to help. It, it, it's going to hinder. Yeah, I feel passionately about that because, oh, the, oh my gosh, the yeah, pain like, that it caused. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, it happens so much in organized religion and not just the one that you are in, but in pretty much all of them. And it's the epitome of spiritual bypassing. You can't force yourself to believe harder and belittling someone yeah. who doesn't do it, quote unquote, right, just does so much fucking harm. And sorry for my language, but I'm just, I'm right. I'm, I'm I'm laughing, but I'm also just underneath. I'm just kind of really mad by the damage that has been done to you and to all of us by people in power. It just, ah. But fortunately, 
through healing, you can <laughs> learn to love yourself and trust that you are enough right. exactly as you are, just like you said. And then that belief becomes yours. You're you're not just repeating, you know, other people. You believe in yourself and your faith is yours and everything you want can be too. Okay, so moving on, let's talk about toxic positivity, which is a byproduct of spiritual bypassing. So we're not changing subjects or anything. We're still on this. Um, it's hard, I know, but trust me, it's worth it. So toxic positivity, saying things like, just put it behind you and focus on the good, or think happy thoughts and raise your vibe. These kinds of words <laughs> and actions may be intended to lift someone's spirits and help them move past a challenge. But in reality, they belittle the other person's or our own authentic feelings. They deny us the opportunity to grieve and feel the pain of a difficult situation. It's just like sugarcoating. It's like, you know, sweeping it under the rug and saying it's not important. And anything you feel is important. And, but we end up repressing those emotions instead by focusing on rainbows and unicorns. And meanwhile, that wound is still there. It's under the rug, but it's still there. And it is festering until it becomes something awful and unmanageable. Sometimes it manifests as physical illness and disease or real devastating problems in life, financial problems, career problems, family relationship issues. You know, it all starts bubbling up to the surface because it's it's still there. It's still under the rug. And it can disrupt our lives in a much bigger way than if we'd simply just address the issue in the beginning. I think um, one thing just to always remember, you feel what you feel. That's one thing I learned in therapy. It's okay to feel what you feel. It's okay mm -hmm. to give yourself permission to feel. Um, I just real briefly, because it's still something that's tough. I wanted so badly to have a baby and I had to have a hysterectomy. And I lost that chance of ever giving birth to my own child. And to be told weeks after, after this was a massive big wish of mine, well, you know, I just, it's okay. Um, you, you shouldn't really be depressed because you didn't really lose anything. Just focus on the good. I thought you would be dancing in the streets because you're no longer in any pain. That's example of that too, of, you feel what you feel. Give yourself permission to do it. If you've got to grieve, don't let someone control your your feelings. Don't let someone control your thoughts and how you view the world. You know, don't let someone um, belittle them. And I've been there too. Yeah. When I had my miscarriage, it was like, oh, you know, you didn't really lose anything because you never had that baby. Um, excuse me, I was pregnant oh, with my hurts. first child, and I was only. Oh. 20 years old and it was devastating and but I wasn't allowed to feel it oh women lose babies all the time and exactly you know, I was able to get pregnant a short time after that and carry him almost to full term and so then it was like well look now you have this boy and I I was very grateful I mean I wouldn't have my oldest but still it was still a loss. And, you know, my feelings were belittled. But, you know, when we're younger, and it was a different time, and you're, you're convinced that you're not allowed to feel what you feel. And we're hoping that we can change, help you change that mindset. Exactly. Okay, so another phrase is fake it until you make it. 
when it comes to positive thinking. <laughs> yeah. So pretending to be happy may help you get through a difficult day. So yeah, sometimes you have to. You you have to just put that smile on your face, suck it up, and get through the day. But then you need to get to a space so you can process. Because if you don't allow yourself to sit in and feel those feelings, you won't find the the long-term happiness, the real happiness. So just believe you're happy, really feel it in your heart doesn't work if the feeling isn't authentic. Your inner self is too smart to fall for that. And again, the real feelings become painful emotions that fester into destruction. Ultimately, such false positivity is harmful to you and to the people in your life. And thus, that's why it's called toxic. I just had this image in my head of the three little pigs, right? That if your foundation isn't real, you're faking to make it. You're faking that, oh, I'm so happy, even though your world is falling apart. One huff and puff of that wolf and down comes your house of sticks. And so it's important to, even though it sucks and it's hard to keep it real. And it's funny when you say fake it to make it. The thought I had was if I had a dollar for every time I've told myself that or I've heard it. I'd be rich enough for multiple lifetimes. <laughs> like I'd be rolling in it. I could do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, like you said, a mindset that begins. It, it has good intentions. Um, it's said with determination that if we just stick with something that we'll get through it. But like you said, Christy, it's only part of the lesson, whether we believe it at the time or not, we're here to learn and experience everything. And yes, that means the hard stuff as well. I used to think that, again, if I tried hard enough to be happy, that I would be, especially when you're dealing with chronic depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that mask that we wear. We go out and, oh, my gosh, someone, how are you doing today, Belinda? I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Went inside. What you're really doing is screaming. Yeah. It's the idea that if you just fake it, eventually it will show up. And um, honestly, looking back, I can see things a little clearer now that we learn and we grow not by ignoring how we feel and our responses to life. We grow when we face what's challenging, when we see it through in all its glory and all its mess and come out the other end stronger for it. Another thing I learn is that I get to choose, uh, if I choose to ignore those hard feelings and just grin my way through it, faking it, those lessons get repeated. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) And I don't get to control how they get repeated or or, or, or what? I find myself going through the same thing over and over again in a repeating cycle. And I've learned that what's needed is just, like you said, take a deep breath, ask myself, what is this situation asking of me? And go from there. And I agree. You sit with that. Allow yourself to feel. It was yeah. so sad that I didn't actually give myself permission to feel things until my therapist gave me permission. He says, you know what? You have the right to feel. The world's not going to fall apart if you feel. Just yeah. feel. And yeah. in that situation with my hysterectomy and losing a chance to have a child, I actually went back to the doctor for my follow-up sobbing. He's like, what's wrong? And I told him some of the things that had been said. He's like, okay, you're grieving and it doesn't matter whether you are able to have a child or not. Your feelings are your own. You've lost something that's important to you. So it's okay grieve Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to practice 
um, to sit there because our natural inclination is to sit back. It's worth it in the end. Yeah. And that wolf definitely will inevitably will come around. So don't think you're yep. going to get away with it with your house with straws. And I think that puff. was a really, yeah. I think that was a really good point you made about repeating the cycle. And because I believe my personal beliefs are that we are in this lifetime, each of us in this timeline and in this 3D world with a list of experiences that our souls wanted us to have so that we could evolve and grow. And when we try to run away from or ignore those experiences because we don't like how it feels or we don't like how it looks or we just don't want to go there, it just ends up coming back to us in some other form. And it will continue to do so until we actually face it, learn, and grow. So you really can't or get away from it. And I want to pause for a minute here before we go, go on and just want to say that when we say sit with your feelings, that doesn't mean becoming anchored into them forever because that's when you start spiraling down into depression. So it doesn't mean that you're looking for every sign possible to validate your negative feeling or emotion or become attached to it. That's what I mean by anchoring. It means to find a safe space and time to sit with your feelings and your emotions and allow them to flow without suppressing them, without judgment. You just let them flow through you. And you may need to cry. You may need to scream. You may want to shake your body. And that is actually a, a healing modality. That's an actual technique. It's just shaking your whole body to get that energy out. You might need to punch your pillow. Um, go for a run, exercise, clean the house. That is a way of releasing that energy. But first, you got to feel the feelings. And as that energy moves through and out of you, which it will eventually, it's not going to stay there forever if you let it go. <laughs> but that's the thing is you have to let yeah. it go. Otherwise, it does stay there. And once it does, though, once that just flows through you and the intensity, intensity of it moves on, you will come closer to center and you will find the clarity you need to do to now, you know, take the action that you want to take and not one that you're you're doing based on heightened emotions or suppressed emotion. And so just remember, suppressing feelings and emotions hurts you. Anchoring into and becoming attached to feelings and emotions also hurts you, but letting them flow is good for you. And for certain emotions that feel icky and painful, digging down to the underlying factor and addressing that root cause is where you find the healing. Yeah. Like I said before, it's going to be hard at first because we've been conditioned to squash those feelings and bottle them up, that anything negative is frowned upon and viewed as bad. But what we're looking for is the gold, those opportunities for growth and experiences. So honestly, just give yourself permission to feel it all. Get it out so you can let it go. Don't be like how I was where you think you let it go and you eye it from the corner of your eye and then you pick it back up. No, honestly, feel those feelings, let it go because those emotions aren't meant to be held. They're for a reason. They're a teaching reason. I don't want to start singing Elsa, let it go, but I'm very close. So <laughs> maybe we should move on. <laughs> I'm just saying, put that shit down. You don't need to be carrying right? it with you. Yeah. And we don't need those long lists of grievance, grievances, right? right oh, I've, right. I carried a list like that in my mind for years. It's time to let it go. It's yeah. just weighing it, you down. It's holding it you back. Sir. It doesn't serve. And that kind of leads us into 
this next part of what you all, our listeners, might be asking by now that we've gone on for quite a bit about spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity. So what does that even have to do with manifesting? An oh, sweetheart, in so many ways. So first of all, <laughs> like we mentioned before, you often hear about the law of attraction when it comes to manifestation. And this law of the universe goes back to what we discussed in our second episode about energy, how like attracts light. So it's easy to slip into toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing by saying things like, just think happy thoughts to create happy vibes to bring happiness back to you. Or just believe that you can have it and send that energy out into the universe so it will bring it back to you. But the problem is, if you haven't done the real work of emotional and spiritual healing, your subconscious is working against you. While your thinking mind or ego is repeating, I'm so happy, I'm so grateful, so I believe I'll get what I want, your unhealed subconscious may be sending out a totally different frequency that says, I don't deserve what I want, or I'm selfish for wanting that, or it's not really possible for me, I could never have such a thing. Which frequency is stronger and bringing back the same kind of energy? It's the authentic one, and that's going to be your subconscious. So that's what the universe is bringing back to you. More support that you don't deserve what you want, that you're selfish, that you'll never have such a thing. And then also, it's much easier and faster to manifest when you're in a state of flow. When you have old pain, wounds, and shadows creating blocks in your energetic and physical body, your energy can't flow. When you're weighed down, like we were just saying, when you're carrying those things around, when you have unresolved guilt and shame or anger, you're not flowing in that higher state. Sure, you may be able to manifest here and there. You'll send out an authentic, positive vibe every now and then, but you're not at your most powerful, not like you would be when you do the work to heal. Because when you do the work, you dig down to the root causes of those subconscious beliefs that are holding you back. You address whatever it was that created that shame, that guilt, that anger, which are emotions that have just welled up or manifested from past wounds. And when you do the work, you go into the shadows to rediscover what you've hidden away over time throughout your life. And trust me, there's real gold in there for you to find. And it's your gold, the true essence of who you are. And yes, like Melinda said, it can be painful to face the memories that cause those wounds. But when you do, you can heal them rather than suppress. And then you can rewrite your narrative. You can create new beliefs as you learn that you are deserving of absolutely everything you want and that anything is possible. That getting what you want does not take away from anybody else. So it's not selfish. In fact, when you do manifest what you want, your joy is so strong, that frequency is so powerful that it ripples out into the collective field, and that benefits everyone else. So in truth, manifesting what you desire is the opposite of selfishness. So bottom line, when you do the work on yourself, you will organically and authentically vibrate at a higher frequency. Even when life throws some serious challenges at you, you can maintain the higher vibe because you know how to stand in your own power, how to weather the storm without being brought down by it. Your happiness will be real, not forced or toxic. Only then does everything happens for a reason, so find the silver lining, have real meaning. 
because you're now able to see how life's challenges happen for you and not to you. Only then can you say, I'm so happy, I'm so grateful, I deserve to have the life I want, and really mean it, for your words and your innermost feelings will be in alignment, and your frequencies will be authentic. I love that, for you and not to you. Those Mm. five words words hold so much power, and I wish I hadn't known that back then, but I know Mm -hmm. it now, and so that's that's a wonderful thing. And so I think you said that all so beautifully, Christy, that um, I guess all I can say is amen, aho, and so it is. Yes. Um, manifesting more, it, it's more than just wishing for something with all your might. It's more mm-hmm. than ignoring parts of yourself and forcing yourself into a box where you can only think, where you only think that you can get what you want by faking it or by being some, someone else. At its very essence, it happens when you accept who you are, when you embrace who you are, and work with the energy within you. So this, I'm not going to lie, this topic today was a hard one for me because it showed me that I still have some healing to do. Um, it helps shine a light on where spiritual bypassing and that toxic positivity still affect how I view myself in the world. Although thankfully, again, I'm able to re- recognize it a lot quicker now. And that's healing. Right. And it's it doesn't happen overnight. It's it's one of those I always envision it like an onion where you peel off one layer at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, you cry as you get exposed to the new part of the onion. <laughs> you deal with that, you heal, and then you keep going. Yeah, there was some tears today. So um, like you said, Christy, even when I like I like this, even when life throws some serious challenges at you, you can maintain the higher vibe because you know how to stand in your own power and you know how to weather the storm without being brought down by it, your happiness will be real, not forced or toxic. That mm. right there <laughs> needs to go on a t-shirt. It's powerful. <laughs> um, the strength and the empowerment that comes when you realize you don't have to force things to be happy. You don't need to keep a rigid grip on everything. Just keep being you. That's the key. Feel what you feel. Learn to hear the truth. And that sense of freedom that you'll feel when you stand in your own power, it's just incredible. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say thank you, Christy. This has been real insightful for me, even as the host. You know, (laughs) I I learned some things. So it's been a great episode. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope everyone gets something from it. And has um, their heart and their soul and their mind open to looking at what they might need to look at. So because the end goal is for you to be happy, to be authentic, and to manifest that life that you are dreaming of and that you really do deserve. So we've come to that part of the episode where we're going to have some starbursts. So Christy, what starburst are you going to share today? I would like to send out a starburst to Beespell and Company, purveyor of magical goods. Dymphene Frazier is the owner, and she's a regular contributor to Moonbeams Magazine. So you might have seen her ads with some of their gorgeous crystal and magical offerings. And Beespell is in Savannah, Georgia. Talk about magical. 
it's such a beautiful place. <laughs> so if you happen to be visiting Savannah, Georgia, look them up. Their store is open as of May 6th for weekend shopping. Otherwise, you can find them at Bespellco. That's B-E-S-P-E-L-L-C-O dot com. Also, Dimphanay is an amazing author. She writes under the pen named Julia Crane, which some of you may recognize. So go read her books. They are fabulous. Oh, wow. So Linda, what Starburst do you have? This week, I'd like to send a Starburst to George Soroy. He's the co-founder of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. He's also a best-selling author, and he's the host of the Excelsior Journeys podcast. We were recently invited onto his show to talk about Starlight Tea and our journey that led us here, and it was so much fun. The hour mm-hmm. went by real quick because he's yeah. it's just a great, great conversationalist. I've listened to also some of his episodes, and I love his style. I love the insights that he's able to offer his audience and the guests that he he has come in. Mm-hmm. Um, as a creative person, I know that it's inspired me. I've walked away feeling uplifted. And so if you would like to learn more about George and all his awesomeness, check out the link, Linktree at George Soroyce. Let me spell that for you. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash G-E-O-R-G-E-S-I-R. O-I-S. And we'll also put that into the episode, the episode notes. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on the wheel of the year. We can, uh, you could find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. In the meantime, be sure to follow us on Starlight at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.